Greetings and welcome back to another episode of The Encouraging Word. My name is Paul Bennett. I'm here with uh, Stephen Young, two staffers at Rocky River United Methodist Church. And The Encouraging Word is a podcast in which we try to encourage you with the good word from Stephen and Paul and uh, often tapping into the good word itself uh, from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, but often dabbling in other topics that are uh, related but uh, take us in all sorts of fun different directions. Uh, Last week we brought you an interview. The week before that was a different interview. Uh, Today we have kind of a a unique uh, topic on on tap for you. And then in the next few few weeks we'll be revving up another series that we can uh, get you diving deep into another topic related to our faith but for this week uh, Stephen and I are here to bring you um, some some more personal um, well not too personal <laughs> already starting to to get the expectations out of whack here uh, just some some insight into our character and and some of the things that we enjoy both Stephen and I are, are very much music buffs and we had an episode a few weeks back where we talked about um, our, our favorite books, uh, especially within Christian literature, but uh, dabbling in secular um, books as well. This week we, we're coming to you to talk about music and share some of our favorite uh, songs and favorite artists from over the years. And uh, some of these will be kind of a blast from the past. Others might be uh, more current artists that uh, you'll recognize and and uh, maybe for some it'll be uh, that uh, we'll, we'll connect with you in an area of uh, music, a genre of music that you're already into. Some of these uh, songs and, and artists might uh, challenge you to try out something new and uh, expand your horizons when it comes to your uh, musical tastes. Uh, but we thought it'd be fun to set aside an episode just to talk through uh, Christian music and uh, just get a feel for what we're into and uh, give you an opportunity to check out some of these for yourself. So that's what today is all about. Before we can get into that, though, we have our fit segment, uh, those things that Stephen and I dig up from uh, the past week or so that are either funny, interesting, or thought-provoking, hence the, the fit segment uh, designation. And Stephen, I think, is is going to set the bar nice and high by sharing something that's incredibly, what are we doing, something funny this yeah. week? Or uh, uh, not so that's, much? That's, that's a, where does it fit? Where Maybe does it fit uh, within the fit? <laughs> I, I like what you did, <laughs> I did there. Think about that. Yeah, coming in uh, um, with the fury this week. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I think it's interesting. That is interesting. And maybe it's actually funny. I doubt it. So, geez, <laughs> <laughs> way to set them up, great. So, um, my fit section, my fit, my fit for the fit segment is. Um, so my girls. It always involves my girls. I have two young girls, and they um, one day they were eating apples, and they realized that the apples had seeds, and they thought it would be fun to plant the seeds and grow apple trees. So um, they kind of just planted some seeds in these little pots outside in the dirt, and my wife and I didn't think much of them until they actually started growing. So we have little baby apple trees growing in little baby pots that will make little baby apples <laughs> so um but actually it's we are my wife and i are really into plants so i guess the girls just naturally wanted to see the seeds grow but we have 
I like uh, we actually live close to Marion's uh, Marion's Gardens is like really close to us. It's probably like five minutes down the road. So I like to go down there and see what kind of new plants they've gotten in, and I could spend all day there. I could I could probably have the house full of plants, but it would provide a lot of oxygen though. So great. <laughs> Just in case there's ever a shortage. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess that's my. It's kind of funny that they wanted to plant their seeds, and I think it's interesting that you see them grow. And maybe a little thought-provoking is it's always the wonder of how plants grow. So Excellent. Yeah. They, they're getting the, the general th- concept down right. um, that you plant seeds, and, and then when you guys well, have, yeah. like, uh, chicken one day, take the <laughs> yeah. leftover bones yes. and plant those, see what happens, right. you know. Uh, that's. Uh, I think you're you're raising them up well, right. and uh, maybe that's I think an idea that I could plant the chicken bones in the dirt and then have them dig it up and think they found dinosaur bones. That's a great <laughs> idea. You could. Uh, no, I won't tell them until they get to high school or something. Like, you know, those were chicken bones. <laughs> high school. I would wait until they have their own kids. Right. And, right. Yeah. 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 Wait until they have their own kids. All right. So, uh, so there's going to be some apples coming from the the young family yep. household, and I'll look forward to my apple pie this fall there you go. from these newly planted apple trees yep. with tiny <laughs> miniature <laughs> apples. Is yeah. that how it works? It's small yeah, trees make small apples. Yeah, little apples come from little trees. Okay. So, yeah. All right. There's a sermon in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think that preaches. So, uh, for my fit segment today. Um, I, I would like to share about uh, remote control boats. Remote control okay. boats. Yeah. Uh, Steven actually is more into remote control things than I yeah. am. Uh, but I've never seen you try a remote control boat. No, not, there's not enough water around us. And <laughs> enough so water. No. Yeah. The Lake Erie is quite a oh, distance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But I don't think they would do well on Lake Erie because no. I don't think they're meant to take the, yeah, the big waves. waves. Right. So uh, I was at a, a local park, uh, Clegg Park, actually, in the last week or so, and there were some folks that had two remote control boats out on the water. And I haven't hadn't seen a, a boat in action since I was a kid. So you haven't seen a boat since uh, you're a kid. I was kind of thinking that, like, just in the interest of time, the audience understood. I meant remote oh, control yeah, boat. Okay. I didn't I think see. that you might struggle with that. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Steve. So they had two remote control boats okay, yeah, yeah. on the little pond that that is uh, in Clegg Park, and uh, they were going to town. It's it's amazing how far the technology has come since I was a kid. They they weren't nearly as fast or exciting, uh, but these boats were were whipping back and forth, and um, they were having lots of fun with them. But the one thing I learned, uh, well, I guess I can't confirm it because all I can tell you is what I observed. But uh, the one downside of remote control boats is if you get a little too excited, and you're out there on the the, the lake zipping back and forth, and you try and turn too sharply, uh, you flip right. it, and then what do you do? Right, like it's just out there. And we saw this happen with one of the two boats, and uh, we were so, you know watching in suspense to see how are they going to get this boat out wow. of the middle of this probably like $1,000 boat out of the middle of the pond. And uh, they, they brought the other boat over, and they were trying to push it you know to the edge of the wow. water to be able to retrieve it. And as far as I could tell, they were successful. But uh, I don't know. I, I'm sure there is a, 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 huh. a fail-safe for you know what to do when that happens but i didn't get to see it in action uh, maybe there's right. an expert out there that can 
um, shed some light on that. Yeah. Um, but outside of that, you know, very, um, very interesting problem that could arise. It seemed like they would be a lot of fun. So uh, as you continue to collect your remote control things, Steve, and yeah. let me know when you're ready for a boat. I was going to say, you're going to need a partner for a remote control boat because if you flip it and your buddy's not there, you're... Uh, you're, you're wet. You're luck. getting wet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting wet. Getting wet. Right. Yeah. You don't want to use those things in the, the no. cold weather uh, months. Right. For and that I wouldn't reason. want to like go out in the water because my phone might get wet. Like Paul. Wait. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. That's a that's an inside joke, Stephen. It's <laughs> referring to an incident with my phone that oh, yeah. we'll say for a different. That should have been my fit, <laughs> right. but it's neither funny. <laughs> Nor interesting, definitely yeah, not thought provoking. Not very funny. What happened to my phone right now in a local it's body of water? Yeah. <laughs> so I think we've we put a wrap on the the fit segment. So shall we dive in? Steve? Yeah. Okay. I like all the water references right now. Yeah. Do you have uh, any well, water references yeah. in your songs? Uh, actually, I don't think I do. Oh. Um. Yeah, but yeah, Christian songs tend to have a lot of water references like oceans anyways so uh we're doing top 10 christian songs so uh we're gonna go through our top 10 christian songs this uh, as i started to go through it i realized how incredibly hard this is so what's and, and i think this is true for anyone who listens to music every song has its own um for me like songs are almost like they're mini journals because when i hear a song i remember where i heard it the first time i remember what it meant to me i remember as it continues to speak to me but it's unique because of just just the history behind the song so um every song has its own journey to it so we have uh, our top 10 christian songs so what we're going to do um to save time because i know that um we can tend to go a little bit long and uh, I know Paul has some great songs he loves to talk about and sing. So we want to save some time for <laughs> Paul's singing at the end. It, to right? make sure we run out of time long before we <laughs> right. resort to Paul singing any songs. We definitely don't want that. Right. Yeah. So we'll do uh, the top um, five, or the bottom five, I guess you'd say. Ten through... The worst five <laughs> <laughs> songs ever. Yeah. Six through ten is... <laughs> We'll do six through ten. Um, just kind of, I'll do six through ten quickly, and then uh, we'll do our top five. Take a little bit, a little bit longer to talk through them. Um, but really, these six through ten, and really all of them are, like I said before, it's really hard to pick one that's better than all the other. It's like picking the best book of the Bible. Well, you need every book mm. of the Bible, so you really can't have the best book. So kind of how i see the song so anyways without further ado i'll go through my list and again as paul said these are some people that you may have heard of some you may not have heard of um and also i realized too that some of the songs a lot of christian songs have been sung by different artists um so for example like hymns have been sung by nearly every christian artist has sang for example amazing grace like there's different renditions different sounds different ways of doing it so um yeah so we're gonna um, go through this list here um actually i would put amazing grace on there it's not officially on there but i love amazing grace um and i like playing it on the piano anyways number 10 um you are god alone by phillips craig and dean uh, i really love that one it's like an anthem song um number nine jesus messiah by chris tomlin um really great song that i really got into in college um, still speaks a lot to me. Be 
Uh, number eight, Be Thou My Vision by Ascent Hill. Um, again, I like that song almost regardless who sings it, but Be Thou My Vision. Also, I would put it Amazing Grace as one of my favorite songs. Um, number seven, I Still Believe by Jeremy Camp. Um, again, another song that came out in the early 2000s. Um, Give Me Jesus by Jeremy Camp. I really like too. That's number six. Um, so those are my 10 through 6 songs. Um, yeah. Nice start. Right? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Way to get the yeah. ball rolling. I'm proud of those. Those are good ones. Yeah. <laughs> and I appreciate that um, didn't steal my thunder. Oh, on yeah, anyone. yeah. Right, right. Yeah. 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 No, that... Those are good, uh, and I think uh, Stephen and I have similar taste. I think in music, but uh, still, even you can have the same taste, yeah. the same genre that you get into, and still, uh, with as many different artists are out there, and not uh, right. encounter the same artists or, or fall in love with the same artists. And right. so, uh, actually, every everybody you listed is is not necessarily somebody who's. Um, on my radar big on my radar ever has been so it gives go. me opportunity to dig into some of those um yeah as, as i get ready to share my 10 through 6 i guess i'll, I'll start by saying that my uh music tastes are very d diverse um Yes. I don't, uh, contrary to popular opinion, you know, pastors don't always just listen to Christian music, <laughs> and they do, you know, read books other than the Bible, and, mm. uh, you know, it's, there's always a, a healthy balance, I guess you might say, in life, and also uh, an opportunity to stay connected to um, the Word of God and stay connected to your faith in, in a very meaningful, consistent, and uh, in-depth way, but then to take that foundation and and uh, build upon it by seeing that and, and interacting with it in, in other uh, places and in um, you know other venues and, and by connecting with artists and, and uh, media and such outside of the Christian realm as well has, has been my experience. So my music tastes are very, very diverse. Anything and everything I listen to, uh, my playlist would probably amaze a, a few folks out there. But um, when it comes to, to Christian music, uh, a lot of my favorite artists are still those that I grew up with. Um, but I'll, I'll share a few of these here. First off, my number 10. I guess I said that Stephen didn't steal my thunder, but I think you made it. You dropped a, an Oceans reference yeah. uh, a few minutes ago. So, uh, but that's all right. We'll, we'll let it slide. Yeah, Oceans by Hillsong United. Uh, our praise team here at the church has been doing that song for years, and it's one of those I, I don't mind that they keep in the rotation uh, because it never gets old and uh, always uh, always gets me pumped up. Number nine, I put uh, DC Talk, What If I Stumble. Uh, so many good DC Talks uh, songs out there uh, from back in my early days, and one uh, will appear in my top five, but uh, that's my number nine. What is, do you know what DC stands for? Um, I always thought, I always was told it was Decent Christian Talk, I think. Oh. That's something huh. I'll, I'll have to check have to into. Yeah, maybe I can get back to you by the end of the podcast just to make sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I was always told, but I don't know necessarily where I where I heard that whether it was a reliable source. Right. Um, but that's a good thing to know, you know, because right. it could be something yeah, you know, uh, inappropriate or completely <laughs> unexpected. Yeah. But their song, based on their songs, you know, they're, right. they're a pretty solid group there. Um, yeah, DC Talk was um, now that you got us on the subject uh, back in the. 90s primarily uh, right. was a, 
a group they were known for uh, being rap, rock, and soul. Uh, there was three members of it, uh, three gentlemen, and, and one of them supposedly specialized in rap, one rock, one soul, and, and they combined Wasn't all three. That Toby Max group. Toby Max group. Yeah. yeah, that's where he got he got started. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of them was named Kevin. The other was Michael Tate, who's uh, I believe uh, still the the lead in uh, Third Day. So at least two out of three uh, continuing so their music, music careers to this day. Uh, but What If I Stumble, one of their uh, just really cool, chill, um, introspective songs. Chris Tomlin I have on here, uh, I Will Rise, um, one of my all-time favorites. <laughs> you don't like that one, no, Steven? No, it's a great one. It's a great one. Okay. I yeah, it's that's one uh, I always feel weird telling people what to play at my funeral, but I think that would be a good fit. So if anybody out there is planning my funeral, um, first of all, stop because that's weird. But, <laughs> <laughs> but but I will rise by Chris Tomlin. I think should should yeah. definitely appear in there. Number is that seven. When you come up out of the casket when we play that song. Well, it's like, kind of symbolic. Oh, I think okay, the idea. Uh, the resurrection is. <laughs> yeah, yeah and it. more future, uh, yeah. future view. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I will, I will rise. Good. Yeah. So look out. Um, <laughs> number seven was. Uh, uh, let's see, what do we got here? Toby Mac. You mentioned Toby Mac. One of his uh, so during his solo career, put out a song called uh, "Lose My Soul," talking about how oh, yeah. um, doesn't want to gain the whole world. Mandisa's in that song. Yeah, Mandisa is in that song. Yeah. She's oh. a fantastic piece of that song. Uh, yeah. Little Kirk Franklin in there too. Oh yeah. yeah. But uh, talking about it does no good to gain the whole world if we lose yeah, our soul like uh, in the process. So that one sticks with you. Yeah. And the last one I'll mention. These were supposed. To, we're just supposed to be rattling these off i'm saying too much yeah but yeah you're prompting me to do so a little <laughs> well, bit okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so the last uh, my my number six is uh actually a song by an artist named don francisco uh, i guarantee mm -hmm. you nobody out there has ever heard of him unless you're at least uh my dad's age <laughs> which is you know my dad's a wonderful age um whatever <laughs> age he is but but i say that because he introduced me to don francisco in fact he was a big influence for me um, as far as Christian artists back in the day. Uh, Don Francisco was back in the 70s. You look at a, a picture of him and, and you'll definitely be able to pick that out in a hurry because um, he's still got that look to him. But uh, what I like about Don Francisco besides just the acoustic guitar and he's a, he's a great storyteller, but I like that he actually uh, relays stories from scripture, actual uh, scriptural con uh, content and, and narratives from scripture. A lot of his songs are just taking the perspective of a, a biblical character and a story from the Bible and uh, just telling that story um, in a narrative form. And I absolutely love uh, his, his music, and I actually learned a lot about the Bible early on from uh, listening mm -hmm. into Don Francisco's songs. The, the mm -hmm. song um, that I chose, there's so many good ones, but it's called Steeple Song, and it's uh, actually not one of those biblical narrative songs. It's just about um, uh, challenging us as as churchgoers and as uh, leaders in our, our families and communities to, to really uh, stay pure, stay true to God's call in our lives. So uh, that wraps, wraps up my 10 through 6. And uh, Stephen, what do you got as we roll into the top are, five? Yeah, those are uh, <coughs> those are good ones. Um, yeah, my top five. 
I know we, we mentioned earlier about not stealing each other's thunder, but Paul, again, he, he stole my thunder. Oh, again. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, has that happened more <laughs> so than once? I my can't number five has already been mentioned here on this list. Oh. And uh, number five is I Will Rise. Oh, sorry about by, that. <laughs> by Chris Tomlin, you know, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, I, I think it's it's a fantastic song, and the reason why I have it number five is because it through college. College, I used to take um, college was really a. We need to do a podcast on my college experience. That's a good That'd solo podcast. Maybe for we'll you. do a college podcast for all our college listeners. Oh, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so we'll. Uh, anyways, I used to take really long walks. Our campus had great places where you can walk and these hills and trees and it was nice so i would listen to that song as i would process through college and it really brought me through and really reminded me of the lord's presence and um it's just such an encouraging song um a song that really brings you to um seeing the resurrection and and it makes you see the full picture of the cross and of christ and why we um, why we continue to follow Christ and uh, it was a great song for again like I said earlier each song is kind of a journal in itself so it reminds you of the period of time where Christ or God got you through these certain periods of your life so these songs always hold special meaning so yeah I arise Chris Tomlin good I know stuff it's already been talked about but but I didn't I didn't flesh it out yeah, nearly right, as right, good as you right. did. I've yeah. added more thunder to it. So Yeah, you definitely <laughs> did. Yeah, that was quite a clap of thunder there you, you provided. Thanks for that. And yep. I yeah, I, I do like that song, so I'm glad you mentioned it. Yep. Uh my number five song is one that's relatively new to me. Um it's called I'll Keep On and it's by an artist named uh N F. That's uh, just All his right. initials, uh N F. And um, actually, you know, part of the song is uh, sung by a, uh, ar- another artist named Jeremiah Carlson. But um, NF is, you know, so I, so I mentioned that not all the music I listen to is Christian. I like, uh, I like a little bit of rap, a little bit of hip-hop, and NF is a rap artist. And, well, he's um, a Christian-ish. He rap- is a, yeah, he's ish. A Christian rap artist, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting, um, and this is a good maybe conversation or debate for another time. But uh, right. how some of these artists are, uh, a lot of times they'll uh, what what we see happen. Artists come up within the Christian sphere and mm. they get big with the Christian audience, and then once they have that platform, right. then a lot of times they'll drop some of the Christian content and right. and go out and do. And NF, I don't think is is one hundred percent you know traveled that path. He still has a lot of Christian content references yeah. in his songs, but. But right. there's a lot of songs that um, that are certainly not by any means like anti uh, or, no. or not Christian. But uh, it's not necessarily his agenda in every song to right. you know explicitly preach the gospel. Um, but this particular song, I'll keep on, is uh, I think what I've heard described as a prayer song. I, I like mm-hmm. these songs that just a, an individual who. Uh, who is uh, essentially putting their thoughts and feelings to, to pen and uh, and recording their prayer, uh, pouring themselves out to God um, in a song. It's something actually uh, Johnny Cash did a lot. A lot of his gospel songs mm-hmm. are are um, of that nature, and I like a lot of those too. But uh, this song is is NF. I'm just talking about. Um, I'll keep on through my exhaustion, through my my brokenness, through. Um, all the things that I'm failing at, you know, I will continue to press on. 
and just basically crying out to God for strength in the midst of all of this. Uh, just a, a beautiful, absolutely beautiful song, especially in, if you're into rap at all. Um, it's got a good mix of rap and, and soul in there, and uh, one of my one of my new favorites. Yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because actually, um, most of the songs I picked on here are probably more worship minded. They are more worship minded, but I th- I do get a lot out of. Um, I listen to a lot of Christian rap artists and Christian R&B and soul and stuff like that. So um, I get a lot. Um, I just like the, um, especially like you think of um, rap, you're able to tell a full story that you may not be able to tell in a worship song where like in rap, it, you it, they rap their story and how God has interacted with their story and it just can be very, very moving. Um, so I have a lot of, Christian, I mean, I like Lecrae has a song called Drown, um, and uh, it's a really powerful song about like just being overwhelmed, but then the Lord coming through and um, helping us when we're feeling like we're drowned out, and yeah, just a lot of songs like that that I could speak on, um, and I think I, I, I think I introduced you to NF. So, you did, yeah. So Thank I, you. I'll take some credit for that. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I, I'd <laughs> certainly give you full credit for that. <laughs> yeah. I would not have known anything right. about it otherwise. Yeah, he's, yeah. A, he's a good artist. All right, number four on my list. Uh, this one is I know this. Many of our listeners may have number four on their list if they made a top five, um, and it's I can only imagine by Mercy Me. Um, I know it could come off quote unquote cliche ish, but it's such a such a powerful song um i saw the movie too the movie's really good um but long before the movie ever came out the song was um touched many people um and when you do hear the story behind it it, it adds more value to the song but it just i think this song uh i think reason why it's so popular because it gets us to imagine what it would be like to be before christ like at the end of life, at the at the end of all this that we're doing in life, and it's just kind of what will you do? Can you imagine what you'll do before the presence of God? And it's such a, especially as a Christian, and, and you're walking with Christ through this life, and actually every as every year goes by, the song gets more and more impact impactful because you just spend more and more time with your Savior and walking with Him and talking with Him and spending time with Him in the garden. Is that a song? Walking. <laughs> walking and talking yeah. <laughs> uh he walks with me yeah, he, he talks walks with me talk. yeah right yeah yeah, yeah that's it reminds me of another song too but right. that's the one that uh, i think is most well known yeah so um but it's just an incredible song because it really gets you to imagine um what it would be like in his presence and i i think no matter if, even when i first heard the song when i was man i think it came out when i was in middle school maybe so I actually is another tidbit about me. I keep talking about my past, my school life. But anyways, I used to listen to worship songs on the bus. And this is one that I would listen to a lot. This song and another Casting Crown song that I would really help me through school. And so again, like this song is, is but even as I'm older, not that old, but getting older, um, it still still speaks to me, and that's a, I think that's the power of Christian songs. I mean, a lot of songs too, but especially Christian songs. Even as you get older, they still continue to speak to you because God's never changing, and um, God walks through every path of life with us. So, yeah, that's my number four. Yeah, that's that's very true. That um, you know, our our faith story 
will always connect with these songs whereas you know we go through other things in life and maybe for for a season maybe drawn to a particular song because of the message connects with us in that moment but our you know as far as our faith goes um i think our our christian songs are more likely to stick with us because that piece of us hopefully never (laughs) changes yeah because you think of like pop songs right they tend to wear out with the air like right 90s pop and early 2000s pop but they tend to fizzle out where like songs are kind of like worship songs they they don't really have that fizzledness they they stay impact they linger right yes yeah, they linger. They, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> they uh i'm trying to think what that word is um that you're not allowed to uh you know hang out outside of a business for two loitering they loiter uh, yeah Maybe that's uh, using that, it in the wrong context. Because <laughs> you can get arrested for loitering. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that works, but I you know I get I get what you're trying to say here. So. Yeah, I'm just trying to expand right. my vocabulary a little bit, right. but maybe a little misplaced. Yeah, I can only imagine uh, incredible song. I don't, I don't know too many people that um, don't love that song or haven't fallen in love with it at some point. I have a bit of a a love hate relationship with it. It's one of those. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever had a song that you associate with a particular event or a moment in time. And because of that, you either love it or you hate it, a little bit of both. Um, Like, I'm almost convinced that we should not have music at funerals because you listen to these songs. And then forever, every time you hear that song, you associate it with, like, the person you lost. And so that ends up with one of those love-hate relationships. Also, too, I I think... I mean, we need to go on to Paul's number four before we talk about music the whole time. But this is also <laughs> a little confession for two, for me, too, is that I don't really listen to Christian radio, not because I don't like radio. It's just because this is also true about music. Like, I, I tend to, if the song gets overplayed, it tends, at least for me, it it kind of waters down. It's me. It just this gets played too much i mm-hmm. almost have to have songs like i'm, I'm kind of nitpicky with my songs like i have to let the song finish out before i skip it like i'm always really particular on what song i listen to so i yeah i don't tend to listen to christian radio even though i tend to listen to a lot of christian songs but maybe that's a generational thing i just grew up on it spotify-ish stuff so. yeah where you, you're in full control right. and i think that's I think we're spoiled in that regard compared right. to people, you know, 20, 30 years ago. You had right. to watch TV and deal right. with commercials right. and radio and commercials and right. whatever popped up. It reminds me of the days when you would sit there with a cassette tape in front of you <laughs> waiting <laughs> for your favorite song to come on right. so you could hit record <laughs> and right. get it saved for free without having to buy the album. <laughs> and probably was uh, illegal oh, on some More level. More professional but. time from Paul. Yes, yes. Recorded it, songs on cassette. Yeah, yeah spontaneous they might come confession. And confiscate those cassettes now. So yeah, well, I, I'm afraid they don't exist anymore. Oh, okay. So there's no evidence. To evidence. Convict me. <laughs> I didn't have to burn it. There, <laughs> they deteriorated. The technology moved on over yeah. time. Yeah, you'd have to find a tape player to play them yeah. in anyway, which is not yeah. happening. My number four. Uh, we've gone off the rails here. We're just getting started. My number four is is uh, David Crowder's "How He Loves." Um, oh, I know. 
another one that uh, the praise team here has done over the years quite a bit and uh, it just never gets old it's it's one of those that uh, just gives you a chance to step back and with I think fairly simple lyrics just uh, dwell on the love of Christ and just be blown away by it and every song I hear that every time I hear the song I'm, I'm blown away by it for, for that reason how beautiful it is um, there's also a, a line in the song that you ever have a song where you know you it's listen to it a million like times this. and you think it says something and then you find oh, out yeah. later on you were wrong the whole time there's a line that says and so heaven meets earth with an unforeseen kiss I thought it was a sloppy wet kiss I thought it was sloppy wet kiss too I think, yeah. well I think they changed it didn't they there's a whole Did drama they? behind that, that no just way. that line yeah I think oh. they changed it so it's not just me then no okay alright yeah. well that makes me feel a lot better <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you change a song lyric though that's because enough people complain about it I guess they didn't like sloppy wet right they didn't like okay. it so I don't know what's wrong with a good sloppy wet kiss <laughs> from God um yeah, so How He Loves is, is definitely in my top five, number right. four, in fact, uh, for that very reason. Right. So what do you got for three? For the wet kiss reason. Yeah, well, yes. <laughs> not necessarily for that reason. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to imply right. that that was... He the, listened to that song when he was um, dating. No, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, number three uh, on mine is um, Worthy is the Lamb by Brooklyn Tabernacle brooklyn tabernacle tabernacle <laughs> choir um i think it's just a really the song that song in general no matter who sings it but i really like it the brooklyn tabernacle choir when they sing it it's just really good um it's a really really um i guess you could say almost high worship song um it's just a song that brings you into the presence of the lord and it helps you i, I think the power of hymns and the power of songs like this is that they really take um scriptural truth and your singing i mean it's just so grounded in scriptural um basis and it, there's just scriptural passages in every single word and it's just so full of full of that holiness that weight of holiness um as and this is a whole nother conversation we could have on that sometimes christian songs can be tend to be a little vague ish that you don't you could sing the song to god or your girlfriend or whoever you know because it doesn't really have that sense of definition of who and what or who we're singing to um worthy of the lamb you definitely know that you're entering into the presence of god and there's no doubt about that and it's just such a song that uh really gets you to be introspective um about yourself and your and your own personal relationship with god and, and really to really most of these songs i would say every worship song is best corporately sung so the best worship times i've had has been in the church you know i mean i have mm. great worship time by myself and stuff but it's most powerful when you're with other believers and you're all singing sold out to christ and uh, those are just very meaningful and impactful moments so Worthy is the Lamb is one of those songs that, um, when sung together in a church body, is just fantastic to hear. So. Mm, absolutely, and I, and I like what you're saying about the, you know, the different uh, types of Christian music and how right. some of it can become a little, a little too watered down or right. a little too unspecific. Right. Um, I guess there Christian songs for different, I mean, different moments and different places. Sure, right? sure. So. Yeah, I think they all can play a role. Right. Um, yeah. But I think it was actually a podcast, You another one you got me on to that um, I listened to one episode, talked about how 
uh, so many of the more current contemporary Christian praise songs and such are very subjective in nature. It's all about right. me and my feelings and how I feel towards God or how I think about God or, right. or uh, my faith instead of uh, maybe more uh, characteristic of some of the older hymns right. and even older uh, praise music where right. it was just a very objective uh, God is this, God is that, um, and just praising God for God's characteristics, right. God's traits, and put God at the center. And I think, well, like we said, there's a place for both, but I think we do lose something when uh, so many of our songs become subjective, all about us and, and how we feel and, and how right. we're reacting to God instead of just um, you know looking at, at God just and praising Him. Yeah, yeah, just the truth of God, regardless of how I feel, regardless of what's going on in my life, this truth doesn't change. And Right. Yeah, those are good. Uh, so the, the next song on my list here uh, comes from Michael W. Smith. Um, hmm. Also in my, my childhood, my early days, uh, Michael W. Smith was probably the most influential yeah. Christian artist for me. Uh, my dad was still listening to stuff from the 70s and 80s, and I hopped on board in time to ride the, the Michael W. Smith train through the <laughs> 90s. And uh, later on, I came to appreciate some of his older stuff even more. But for the longest time, Michael W. Smith was my favorite artist, had all of his CDs. Um, and right? <laughs> T-shirt. I don't isn't think that, I ever owned. Your back tattoo, Michael. Michael W. Yeah, M W S. No, that. that's somebody else's oh. initials. Yeah, I can see why right. you would be confused by that, though. <laughs> but we don't talk about that yeah, anymore. Right. Yeah. No, I don't have an M W S tattoo, but but I did like him uh, for a long time. And there's probably, honestly, a lot of songs of his that I liked more uh, than the one that I'm going to share. But this one was particularly special just because of the historical context of it uh, when the the Columbine shooting uh, mm-hmm. occurred it was the the big um, kind of school shooting that unfortunately set the uh, pattern that, that would continue for decades and, and still does of, of all of these school uh, school shootings and the tragedies uh, that they are um, but there was a, a young lady by the name of Cassie Bernal um, that was a victim in that shooting and the whole song is about uh, her um, decision in that moment when uh, one of the shooters approached her and asked her if she believed in God, her decision to claim her faith, even though she knew that she was going to uh, give her life for doing so, and, and she did. And uh, so this, this song is dedicated to her and uh, essentially her martyrdom, her, her decision in that moment to choose uh, Christ over her, her own life. A beautiful song. Uh, I think the, uh, the outro, is that the right word for it, is, is uh, bagpipes, which I absolutely love. Um, and uh, just one that's you know representative of Michael W. Smith's, although he changed uh, his feel over the years quite a bit, um, put out some more worship music later on, early on not so much. There's so many of his that I love, but that's the one I'll, I'll throw out there for today. But I encourage you to check out any of his stuff. It's all quality. Yeah. That's good. Um, so yeah, now we're here at the top two. Um, my number two is called Alabaster Box by C.C. Winans. Um, this one could really, number one and number two are really interchangeable for me. Uh, it's not really a distinction here because this one um, is from her album called King of Kings. And I would just say the whole album, I, I could really list off the songs in that album. 
um, but I'm not. But that whole album, I just love it. And this also too, we again, I know this is almost like I know. I'm sorry, this podcast is sounding like a blast to the past, but again, this <laughs> song. Um, so we used to take long family trips, and my actually we're going to go back out east coast um, this year. But we would take trips to the east coast where my dad was born. He was born, actually born in New York and grew up in um, Willingboro, New Jersey. So we would take trips out there and this album um, by C.C. Winans would play um, during those trips out there. So I have just a wealth of memories, like family memories because of this album. But over time, um, it's also become much more impactful to my faith in general. Um, it just has that extra weight of, of family history. But the song Alabaster Box is just, uh, to be honest, I um, could barely listen to that song without tearing up, like mm-hmm. just automatically. Um, almost every time I hear it, no matter where I'm at or what I'm doing, if I hear that song, I just start tearing up. Um, even as I talk about, I'm sorry, to tear up because <laughs> it's the song. I think a reason I love this song is because it. she's singing about um, the woman who uh, poured alabaster um, or the perfume on Jesus' feet um, and just talking about, um, again, man, as I talk about it, just, man. Anyway, she pours his perfume on his feet and it talks about um, how you don't know the cost of what it costs me um, to give my life up for Christ. You don't know. Um, and talking about the sacrifice that she's giving up for Christ. Um, And she's like, you don't know how it felt when he forgave me. And you don't know how it felt when he wrapped his loving arms around me. And it's such a it's such a great song on salvation and giving your life up for Christ and Christ's embrace of you and and, and you identifying with. And I think scripture in general, especially when you're reading the Gospels, is most impactful when you identify with um, with the leper or with the woman at the well or wh- when you identify with the people who are Jesus is speaking to I think it has more power to it than just looking at it from like a 10,000 foot view and you look down on it mm-hmm. you're not going to have the same impact as if you say I'm that woman or I'm that guy I'm the one that Jesus is speaking to um, when you when she does that in the song it's just such a moving moving song um, absolutely love it and uh, as I said, as you know, as I speak about it, it starts to draw me <laughs> into worship. Um, just a fantastic song. So this one and, and number one could really be interchangeable. So mm. yeah, love it. One of the most intriguing characters in all of Scripture, really. Yeah. Uh, and there's so many to choose from, but um, yeah. just such beautiful imagery. And and uh, as we try and connect with her character and all that she experienced and and seeking and being granted forgiveness by right. by Jesus in that moment right. man it just right. and blows just you makes away. you think of the forgiveness that Jesus has given you and and just yeah. you pouring out your alabaster box on Christ yeah so undeserved um right. but yeah, but received great. nonetheless i think right. uh there was a sermon, must have been last year, where we um, covered this story in Scripture. You and I realized that we both had songs about this uh, woman from Scripture. I'm not, I'm yeah. not sure there's too many songs out there, <laughs> but uh, the Alabaster Box was yours, and another yeah. Don Francisco song for me oh, that yeah, yeah, speaks to that same, same story. Right. Um, so I guess uh, it's a it's a common and, and powerful um, yeah. story to, to connect with yeah. on that level. Uh, for my number two, uh, I'll come back to DC Talk and um, put another plug in for them. 
Um, so there's a, a song called Jesus Freak. And uh, when I was younger, and I'm sure to some extent today, but the the, the big, I don't know, the word that people attached or uh, were afraid to have attached to them, uh, but attached to people who didn't fit in, didn't, didn't walk with the crowd, didn't uh, fit the, the box that society called us to fit in to were, were called freaks, and everybody was afraid and, and very offended if you were labeled a freak in any sort of uh, way, shape, or form. And uh, DC Talk put out a song called Jesus Freak in which they basically stood up and said, um, you know, I, I'm proud to be a freak for Jesus. I'm proud to be somebody who's radical in my faith, uh, who is who is courageous enough to stand up and uh, shout from the rooftops who I believe in and, and what I'm about. And, uh, you know, if people want to call me a Jesus freak, so be it. You know, bring it on because uh, that's who I am and that's what I'm about. I can be a freak for Jesus and not be embarrassed. Um, and just the, the song is uh, pretty intense, pretty uh, um, pretty fun to, to tune into. The, the I think this is the second verse that, um, speaks to one of the, the the coolest Jesus freaks in all of Scripture, and that was um, uh, John the Baptist, who I absolutely love his character in Scripture. But the verse reads like this: There was a man from the desert with naps in his head. The sand that he walked was also his bed. The words that he spoke made the people assume there wasn't too much left in the upper room. With skins on his back and hair on his face, they thought he was strange by the locusts he ate. You see, the Pharisees tripped when they heard him speak until the king took the head of this Jesus freak. So telling the story of John the Baptist and how uh, much of a, a freak and he was uh, seen to be as uh, in his society of his time and how it's okay for us to stand out for Christ in our, our day and age as well. Uh, so I just thought it was a really cool message, and um, it, it just inspired me when I was younger to not be uh, afraid or embarrassed uh, about my faith and to be willing to take a stand when called upon. So uh, Jesus Freak by DC Talk, um, great album all, all the way around, but that song in particular. Right. All right, so yeah. you said one and two were interchangeable. <laughs> they are. And I remember when Jesus Freak came out, that was a big... It was a big moment for a Christian, <coughs> contemporary Christian music. All right, my number one, again, number one and two are basically the same. But um, my number one is Holy by Donnie McClurkin. Um, again, his whole album, this album called, the album's called Again um, by Donnie McClurkin. And it's, uh, that song, again, has family history to it, but also um, the, it's, it's just such a fantastic song. Um that it's uh, it's kind of I guess it's a kind of like a gospel music hymn or gospel music album, um, but Holy by Donnie McClurkin is such. Every time I hear this song, I start tearing up too. I mean, it just automatically brings you into a worship mindset. It almost feels like it brings you right into the presence of God. Um, just even as I'm reading these lyrics here, you're just kind of like it. It, it just really. Um, again, it's one of those songs that I just, um, every time I hear it, it brings me the presence of God and, um, it has so much meaning to it. Um, some of the lyrics is, I'll praise the Lamb of God who sits upon the throne. I'll praise him and give the praise to him alone. He was and is and is to come. I will sing before his throne forever and ever. All the angels sing, bow down, and they sing, holy, holy. We, 
we, your sons and daughters, we praise you now. We cry, holy, holy. Um, even, man, as I read that. <laughs> um, it's just, I think, um, it's just, again, it kind of goes back to the song I Can Only Imagine. You just, I've always had that mindset of what is it going to be like in the presence of God when, when we're singing with the angels, holy, holy, holy. Um, the verse that's in Revelations um, where the angels are singing holy, holy, holy. And it's also mentioned in Isaiah um, where the angels are singing before the presence of God and to be enter into that worship um, and having that, that, that amazing, can't even speak, um, man, it just, even as I speak about it and I start to imagine it, it just draws me into God. And, uh, maybe it just even just speaks to, uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit just within me. So yeah, it's just an amazing song um, that brings me into worship. So I encourage anyone to check. Uh, yeah, I encourage anyone actually to check out any of these songs, but Checking out Holy by Donnie McClurkin and Alabaster Box by C.C. Wyans. I really encourage that. And I know that when it comes to any music, it doesn't always speak the same to me as it will speak to you. And mm -hmm. so I'm aware that we all have different <laughs> worship and music tastes. Um, but these two, I, I would still would encourage people to listen to these two um, great songs. So, yeah. yeah, I think a powerful song is a powerful song across the right, board. And, right. of course, you may have memories and experience you know associated with it that other people can't relate to but still the song can carry quite a bit of power with right. it um so my my number one song i didn't steal your thunder today you didn't right. no not even close yeah, maybe i should start guessing you should <laughs> good luck with that <laughs> yeah. be all oh, over yellow, the board. yellow submarine right yes yes <laughs> yeah that, those implicit christian yeah. themes within are uh, just breathtaking yeah, right. you know <laughs> yellow submarine <laughs> Um, so my number one song, and, and I don't know if necessarily these are in the right order, but I know this All is right. a powerful one for me, but, um, it's called Worlds Apart, Worlds Apart by uh, a group called Jars of Clay. And uh, just to set it up real quick, my, my wife and I met in a, uh, a, a ministry group back when we were teenagers, um, kind of met through this group and, and our families kind of uh, overlapped in, in our participation within a group. Uh, it was called Cleveland Praise Ministry, um, and you're probably going to laugh when I say this, but it was it revolved around uh, going around and leading worship in different churches uh, through clowning, puppetry, and sign language. Mm. Yeah. Puppets. Puppets. You're kind of like the Christian version of Sesame Street. Is that sure, yeah. <laughs> I, know, I know you say that with the ut utmost respect. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, see, it's, uh, you can puppet speak, yeah, and uh, on all sorts of different levels. Mm. Yeah, but you have to see a... Uh, uh, um, uh, puppets can do serious too. It's not just goofy, you know. So, <laughs> right. but anyhow, <laughs> the the whole uh, the whole service will build towards uh, close to the end where we would serve communion, and there was a, a really cool skit uh, that the clowns did around communion. But it would uh, then during the actual serving of communion, we would uh, puppet the song "Worlds Apart," and the entire song is basically uh, one person's perspective looking up at the cross and acknowledging first off um, you know, who I am right now and who I'm supposed to be to truly uh, follow Christ and take up my own cross um, those two people are worlds apart you know they're they are not one in the same um, but at the same time uh, also acknowledging that uh, we want Jesus to take our world apart to take who 
who we are, basically disassemble it and remake us into exactly who he does call us to be. So worlds apart is kind of a double is that double entendre? Is that the right word for mm, it? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. We'll, we'll <laughs> ponder that for later. Right. But, uh, um, and just, uh, it's one of those songs that builds momentum through the song until the end when you're just uh, shaken, you're, you're uh, just so blown away and build towards uh, climax at the end. The, uh, it just, it's another one of those prayer songs, somebody looking at the, the cross and the crucifixion as you receive communion, and folks were able to receive communion, and um, like the... The closing uh, words, I look beyond the empty cross, forgetting what my life has cost. Wipe away the crimson stains, dull the nails that still remain. So steal my heart and take the pain. Take the selfish, take the weak, and all the things I cannot hide. Take the beauty, take my tears, take my worlds apart. Take my worlds apart. I pray and I pray and I pray, take my worlds apart. Mm. So. Uh, every time I would listen to it it would take my world apart Mm. and it still does to this day so um, that's that's one of my all time favorites so we've done uh, 10 down to 1 Stephen have you given any thought to hymns favorite hymns do you have Uh, anything queued up for us I don't have anything exactly I mean Be Thou My Vision Amazing Grace I mean there's tons of them Um, I can't I don't have a my hymnal with me right now but uh yeah i mean there's tons of great hymns out there man. and then I, I always like also too i love i i've actually there's some rap songs that blend hymns with rap like mm. the guy rap and then they'll have the hymn blend in together those are actually really really impactful to me mm-hmm. so um but i don't have a ton of do you have your hymnal list here I, I don't have the index <laughs> from my hymnal with me. No, I didn't think to bring that. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I I don't know if the the three that always um, come to mind first for me are uh, "How Great Thou Art," yep. um, yeah, "It Is Well," yep. and another one maybe a little less common, but uh, "Precious Lord, Take My Hand" yeah. um, is is one that always gets to me. Yeah. So many good hymns out there, uh, so it's hard to just throw out a few. There is. Um, but I love. I, I can, um, you know, in, in our church we get to worship in several different ways, different formats, right. different feels, and I, I love all of them uh, in, in their own way, and right. uh, they're all powerful for me. Yeah, I agree. We might have to do a top ten hymnal section or something. Yeah. Or top or top ten songs that maybe aren't Christian but speak to us in the Christian message. Mm. Like that. Ooh, that would be interesting. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, this is uh, um, we're really excited about on um, the podcast is that we have coming up in the future. As Paul mentioned, that we be starting a series here soon, and um, also we're probably gonna, our next podcast we're probably going to speak about VBS, um, which has been a great impact for the community and the kids here. So um, continue, and we thank you all for continuing to listen to us, and we hope that it's been a strength and encouragement for your faith. Again, we're in person at church uh, regular hours 8 10 and 11 30 um so if you want to come out for that we would love to see you um i think paul has our t-shirt our official t-shirts and he's signing them is that the sign <laughs> podcast t-shirts <laughs> yeah, so yeah we've got podcast. a church t-shirt <laughs> yeah if you want to bring like an undershirt in i'll sign it for <laughs> yeah, you, you. is that t-shirt. what we're talking about yeah the shirt that you cut the grass in yeah we'll sign it for yeah you, so. yeah and you'll never wash it again <laughs> right, I've, right i've autographed it for yeah. you yeah. So anyways, thank you all for listening and uh, hope you tune in for the next one.